This is a special edition of the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast. Monster Master Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab, the show based around the one thing that we as players cannot resist. And that is... Monsters. 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 Love them. Happy Halloween, everybody. We are releasing this bonus episode, and Dan and I have created our own original monsters. That is correct. Uh, So we uh, used the Dungeon Master's Guide criteria to help us out a little bit in building a monster. And if you guys are not aware, it's uh, somewhere in the 270-page range. I'm not sure where it was exactly, but somewhere around there. Table of Contents. It's a wonderful thing. I hope that was helpful. Somewhere in the book. Somewhere in the book, folks. Build Um, your own monster. Now, as I've DM'd games before, and I've tweaked monsters before. I've never built a monster from scratch. It's my first time doing it. I had fun, but I was also surprised as to how much there was to think about. There's a lot to think about, and uh, it's different from character creation because there's a lot of special abilities, as we all know when we face monsters, that we have to take into consideration. So I was happy that we got a little bit of creative freedom here. Yes, we we have both created challenge rating eight monsters because we thought that would be a nice meaty monster. We got to introduce these monsters. Well, I'm Dan. You are a monster. And I'm Garen. And I'm uh, just a man. <laughs> so, how do you feel about your monster this this week? This is a special edition for Halloween, for those of you that don't know. Happy Halloween, everyone. I said happy Halloween. Okay, well, you can edit that out. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to say happy Halloween more than once. Okay. So, how do you feel about your monster this week? I'm very excited about it. Without revealing too much, I'm a folklore junkie. I dipped into a little bit of Scottish folklore, and I made a monster that I would love to see in a game based on a legend that I've heard before. Very cool. So before we get into yours, uh, I would like to introduce you to the Shadow Penguin. Oh, you're just jumping right in. I'm jumping right in. I have a Shadow Penguin. That is who I built. Not Uh, a lot of shadows in the Arctic, are there? Well, I think we're going to find out. So you heard of the avian plague that just decimated the bird population in Faerun, you know, a couple hundred years ago, right? Oh, that was terrible. It was awful. I mean, there was nothing we could do about it. We were putting that cheesecloth over our faces. Yeah, and so it it was believed that this horrific disease had no effect on humans, just birds. I wish someone had told us that. Yeah. (laughs) The cheesecloth was sweaty. However, the the primitive Tripetil tribe in the Spine of the World Mountains south of the Iceland Dale in Faerun which was heavily populated with, as you know, you know, back in the day, a lot of puffin-like penguins uh, were roaming around there. God, they were adorable. Yeah. They, Where did they go? Never been seen again. The avian avian plague took it out, <sighs> took them out. I remember the time they thought they found one, but it wasn't. It was just a really fat squirrel. <laughs> uh, well, it was believed that this plague affected the central nervous system of the birds, just making them highly photosensitive as their sensory neural pathways just slowly degenerated. There have been several documented incidents, however, since the avian plague was eradicated from adventurers traversing through the cavernous areas near the Iceland Dale uh, of sightings of lanky, demented humanoid penguins that hide in the shadows. Highly aggressive and appear to be photosensitive as well. However, as I mentioned, the Tripetil tribe also wiped out. Uh Uh-huh. Never to be seen. 
So all that we have are a few documented cases of these humanoid penguins that are just ruffled up, crooked beaks, really long, ragged wings, and just unsightly creatures that hang out in the dark. So there's reason to believe that the trip to Teals and the penguins have coagulated into some sort of horrific shadow creature. It, it, you know, this is, we're, we're in early times here, but I would venture to say that the virus that caused the plague has altered the DNA of the Tripetil tribe to become avian. So if you took a bird mm-hmm. and the Tripetil tribe, how do you think the tryptophan levels would be on that meat? Oh, 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 that was, oh, really rough. Did you just get sleepy? <laughs> so... That is the shadow penguin. Who do you have this week? I like this. We both made dark creatures because my creature, as I mentioned, comes from Scottish folklore. And let's say you're traveling through a small town, possibly a merchant. Maybe you're an entertainer, a bard, a group of bards. And on your way out of town, you're traveling at night and you come upon a crossroads. And up ahead in the crossroads, you you think you see something moving kind of amongst the tree line. And for a moment it's there, and then the next moment it's gone. And after a few more moments of passing, just the horse's hooves upon the cobbles, you hear this foom, 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 foom. And looking up ahead again, now you see this creature coming towards you faster than you could possibly imagine. Long, spindly legs with a circular body perched on top of it. The thing charges up towards you, gets right up in your face, taps you with one of its feet and runs away into the distance. This, my friend, is known as a bogle. I was going to guess a tap dancer. It's not. It's a a bogle? Excellent dancers. B-O-G-L-E. Bogle. Bogle, not interesting enough. Bogle, I believe, would be the official pronunciation of that. Now, as I mentioned, this backstory is taken from lore. This is a creature that prowls around the crossroads and is known to have the touch of death which you will see as we get into the abilities, because Dan and I have created special criteria for judging these monsters. Yeah, it is correct. So we're going to be going down five criteria for our monsters today. Uh, Gnashing and bashing, which is going to be primarily focused on melee. Physical damage, yeah. Right. Tragic magic, which is our monster magic damage. Party crashing, which is... The ability to catch the party by surprise. We feel like putting the party on its heels is an integral part of a successful monster. And uh, we have the... And so we have ghoulish goodies. Um, That's going to be like the original creations that we've gotten here uh, with their abilities. And then finally, we're going to finish it off with poor reflection. That's just kind of the X factor. We're going to be scoring that. It's going to be their appearance, how intimidating they are, uh, and just kind of original and in appearance. Yeah, we're not putting a lot of emphasis on any sort of charisma-based scoring criteria for this. We feel like monsters, as they're mostly encounter-based, they don't have an opportunity for smooth operator or anything like that. But how they look, that's a cool part of the game. The less charisma, the better for a monster. Well, unless you're talking about intimidation. Right. But I don't exactly want him to court me and bring me to dinner or anything. A shadow penguin could still be very soft if you catch it in the right moment. Especially sunlight. (laughs) Okay, so let's go right along here. Gnashing and bashing, what do you have? The Bogle would have a multi-attack. Three attacks, which would be two stomps and one sweep. Now, the damage is a little bit low, but it has a plus eight to hit and 2d8 plus four per stomp. And that is just taking these long legs and just crushing it down on top of your head. It would then try to make a sweep, which is also a plus eight to hit. And if it hits, the target is knocked prone, which 
the Bogle likes to do knock you down onto your back so it can get you into the position for its more uh, nefarious deeds. But to encompass it, that's basically what the Bogle is doing. It's stomping on you, sweeping you out. I'm going to say he deserves a plus one because he moves very quickly. He's all very dex-based. So he's stomping, but this is not part of the death, death touch. No. This is just him dancing? This is him, this is him trying to flatten you. Trying to slow you down so he can pick his flatten, target. Flatten you with a 2d8 plus, or 3, what is it, 3d8? 2d8, 2d8 plus 4. Okay. Not going to flatten somebody, but I, I respect it. So it's, it's, a, it's, I know. It's he a, does have, he does have three attacks. It's potential 40 damage, which is very low for a CR8. And that's not where I was kind of focusing this monster. He has a lot of flexibility, so his damage is low. I think he would probably still be a plus one, though. Uh, that's fair. With the plus I, eight to hit. A lot of, it's good creativity there, and it, and a three attacks is enough to scare a party. So, I know that that's not exactly what we're concentrating on in that category, but I'll give you a little bit of... I'm glad you think he's scary. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into that later. Yeah. I'm gonna argue, also a plus one, I have a plus seven to hit, the reach is five feet, uh, his main attack, he gets two attacks, his main attack is a peck, okay? And it's his crooked, long beak. And it's a 2d10 plus 3 piercing damage. Mm -hmm. And then after the second successful hit, he has the option to do either a shadow grapple where a the creature must make a dc13 deck save or suffer 3d4 psychic damage from a vivid and horrifying avian visual only the likes of Alfred Hitchcock could produce. Oh. Yes. Is it what the birds saw when they had this avian plague? It's some of the worst bird horror films. Bird nightmare. Yeah, bird yeah. nightmares. That's exactly what it is. And so, yeah, they must make the DC 13 deck save or they're uh, grappled. They're blinded while they're grappled because wow. he takes them under their wing, uh, under his wing. And, and, he, then, and he trains them. Yeah, takes them under the wing they, and fosters them. Yeah. yeah. But no, he, he, he puts them under their wing. They're completely blinded. And then he gets advantage on the next attack. Or, you know, he, he has other options for his bonus action. But for as far as melee goes, that's... Just that's, to clarify, you said that he has to hit the second attack or he has to hit both attacks uh no he has to hit the, the second attack in order to to do that bonus action he he would have to be a it would have to be a successful hit on the second attack oh i see what you're saying okay yeah, yeah and then yes i think we're both being very civil about this and i think we're going to give our monsters a plus one we yeah. want to see these monsters succeed i mean these are if anything was our baby these are our babies these are from the ground up okay so, so what kind of magic damage is your shadow penguin doing so he has he has an ability, which I'm not going to include in there. I'll, I'll, go, I'll put that in the ghoulish goodies. But he does have two spells. Um, he has... These are from Cobalt Magic's Deep Magic series for Shadow Magic. This is just a little preview because this is actually going to be on our show. Uh, we're going to be featuring the Deep Magic series on November 8th. But I thought I'd give a little taste. Call Shadow Mastiff. Mm -hmm. uh, where he actually can summon a Mastiff and give it commands. The Mastiff acts on its own the commands do not count as an action. So the Mastiff just comes out. Shadow Mastiff is its own thing. So he he's essentially two characters. I mm -hmm. didn't count that in the melee. Oh, he's essentially, yeah. And uh, then I also have Dark Bolt, which I say a quick invocation, and I create Black Nimbus around my hand, and then hurl three rays of darkness at one or more targets in range. The rays can then be divided between the targets, however, however you'd like, and the, it's a ranged spell attack for each target. Uh, each successful hit does 1d10 cold damage. A target that was hit by any number of rays must make a successful constitution saving throw or be unable to use a reaction until the start of its next turn. So that is, he's, he's hurling shadows at you. That's pretty juicy. He's hurling shadows. So those would be in lieu of making his peck attacks. That's correct. Uh, this would be one action, one full action. Okay. All right. Well, I also have gone with a similar idea. Okay. If my bogle would not want to stomp you, 
he would use one of his long spindly legs to do a life drain attack, which comes from the Wraith monster in 5e. Uh It is a melee weapon attack, which would be a plus six to hit and would do 4d8 plus three necrotic damage. The target then must succeed on DC 14 con save or its hit point maximum is reduced by amount equal to the damage taken. Wow. Okay. Now this lasts until the creature, until the target commits a long rest. So it's not permanent, but it is permanent for a while. Sure, yeah. Long rest is is considerable. So bruises after war, what are you arguing? I think, well, well you didn't say what you were arguing, I did, I did not, no. I want to I gauge what you're arguing. I got one thing. It's a lower, it's plus six to hit. I'm going to say... Uh, Zero. I think a zero is very honest. I'm going to agree with you that a zero is fair. I, I am arguing a plus one. You are? Yeah. Because you got two. You got, and the well, because Mastiff, you got the Mastiff. The Shadow Mastiff is, you know, he, he you know he's his own guy. He can he can attack. I can make him go and investigate things for me about the party. No, 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 no. no. You're, 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 your penguin's not doing uh, investigation. Right. Have you seen Batman? <laughs> I'm getting a plus one. Uh-huh. Okay, what do you have for party crashing? Uh, I think the Bogle is very good at party crashing. Right off the gate, I'm saying a plus two. I gave him a speed of 50. He well, So when he comes and crashes the party, I think he's mostly crashing the party because people are jealous of his moves. Absolutely. He comes in, he, he bolts into the room, everyone's like, whoa, what's that? Drops to the ground, goes up into a uh, little party boy stance. The feet are in the air. Now we're talking... Six long legs. He's just twisting. He's twisting. He's twisting his arms. This is this is breakdancing. Absolutely. Bogle breakdancing. Yeah, and these. I mean, and the arms are scraping the ceiling, knocking the popcorn ceiling down as he's spinning around on the floor. You know, smashing your mom's pictures off the wall. Well, yeah. Okay. That's crashing a party. Yeah, that is for sure. No, that's crashing a then party. Then he grabs your girl and pieces out. He's Mister Steal Your Girl. Life strains are just a little bit too. Wow. Oh, that's it. He's into that. Well, he's not in. He's. He doesn't respect. He doesn't respect women. <laughs> he doesn't respect anybody. Okay, okay. He's a monster. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm as not gonna, anybody who doesn't respect women is. Not gonna give you. Not gonna give you a plus two. I'm, I, I think that that's solid argument here. Right, but let's be a little bit more serious. He does have a plus seven to stealth. Oh. So he has a good chance to surprise. He's got an 18 dex plus seven to stealth, and he's got a speed of 50 feet. Okay. He also has the ambusher trait. So when he does surprise an enemy. He has advantage on the attack. You got me all distracted with my dance talk, <laughs> but I have some real things here. I, I still am arguing a plus one. So if you want a plus two, I would make. He also has blind sight of thirty feet and dark vision of one hundred and twenty feet. The night is his realm. I'm not backing down on this. Passive Argu- perception. Argu- of arguing this with a shadow penguin. I'm not impressed. Plus Bill. two. Roll for it. You're gonna make me roll on this I one. I'm gonna make you roll on this one. Plus two on the party crasher. Oh, are you lighting a cantrip candle right now before you roll? I'm gonna set the mood. Okay. Because you know what? If we're in making monsters and we're experiencing their power, we need to be in their proper setting, which is the Dungeon Depths. The and that's the candle I brought this week. Dungeon Depths from Cantrip Candles. Mm-hmm. Now, this smells like... Oh, that's wonderful. Stale water and dirt, I believe, are the notes you're going to get off this. I still like it. It's Oh, I love it. It's actually... That's actually what my house smells like. It's but. very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you don't know how to wash. <laughs> Stale water and dirt. That's my realm. All right, now I'm going to roll around this candle. Don't bump the candle. I got to get a 17. His charisma is a 1, so I can get a 16. I got a 14. So I get a plus 1. Yeah, and that's. I think that that's a good plus 1. That's a very solid plus 1. But you know who gets a plus 2? Can't trip candles. They do. Okay, uh, I am actually here. I am arguing a plus 1 as well. I have a plus 9 to stealth. What? Plus 9. What's your dex? Dex is a 13. Doesn't matter. How did you get a plus nine to stealth? Super proficient. Shadow proficient. (laughs) 
<laughs> shadow proficiency. He can so he has a feature called shadow dance. While the penguin is motionless, dark shadows cast over his figure, camouflaging it into his surroundings. Enemies have a disadvantage on attack that do not follow a movement action by the shadow penguin. So if he did not move in the previous action, they have disadvantage on attack. Did you make that up? I did. That's cool. Good for you. You get your plus one for that alone. So shadow dance. Yes. But it's all about him not moving. Yes. If he moved in the in in the action round, there is no disadvantage. So the dancing is his penalty. While my bogle dances to his own benefit. No. See, my guy is more like the in junior high, standing against the wall, trying to peep out which girl he's gonna take home mm-hmm. in junior high. Which more like is which girl is his mom gonna so drive can home? So peck out her eyes. Yeah. Which one is the mom going to take in a minivan? Creepy van. He's a shadow penguin. He's got to be a little creepy. All right, it, so, yeah. so uh, under ghoulish goodies, I have shadow dance. Here's the deal. I'm also going to mention his flaw. So while he's in bright light, the shadow penguin has, has disadvantage on attack rolls. So oh. while he's in, while you guys are... If you, so a dancing light spell. So you're going to encounter... That's his kryptonite. Yeah, and, and also you're going you're gonna to bring him into, you know, you're going to encounter this guy in the darkness. Mm-hmm. However, if you manage to bring him into light, if you bring dancing lights, if you somehow make some sort of bright light, and it says bright light, um, he has disadvantage on attack rolls. He has a feature called Dark Nightmare, which is each player within 120 feet of the Shadow Penguin sees horrific and shadowy figures coming from the walls and the ground. The creatures represent some of the most haunting things imaginable, and players must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened until the end of the Shadow Penguin's next turn. If a creature saving throw is successful, the creature is immune to the effects of the nightmarish visions cast by the shadow penguin for the next 24 hours. This effect is a bonus action and can be used up to three times total. I'm going to say your flavoring was very nice. Your mechanics, definitely have heard that before. Getting frightened, I mean, that's a thing. That's a thing monsters do. Constructive criticism, but your flavoring was very cool. Okay. I mean, it was... That hurt a little bit? It's scary. It's scary? You're clenching. All right. It is scary. So, am I getting penalized because it's been hurt before, is what you're saying? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm, I was arguing a plus two. A plus two. Yeah. You did say that Shadow Dance was I cool. did say Shadow Dance was cool, and I can't retract that. Not not now. I should have saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Plus two. All right. What do you got? I'm taking this straight from the legend. When the target is prone, the bogle makes an attack. Obviously, it has advantage because the target is prone. Yeah. Target makes a DC 15 con save on the touch. No matter what the save is, the target feels nothing. But if the target fails the save, one year from that day, they're dead. There's nothing they can do it's about it? It's called sealed fate. There's nothing they can do about it? Not as far as is there any, would have it. Is there any magic that can save you? Medicine, potions, anything? You would have to search far and wide to find someone with that answer. But in that moment when that bogle touches you, and you feel a little window in your soul close... You I know, mean, your fate I mean, is even sealed. though even though campaigns for you and I and everybody that plays last a year, the PCs are not experiencing a year, so this might this likely is ineffectual. Oh yeah, but when the campaign's over and you're talking about what they're going to do with the rest of their life, oh my guy dies three months from now. Yeah. No, this this sets the tone for the character and, and gives them and, something to root for. And actually, and actually, it does give for some good role playing because do they know that they're going to die? You would know. You would know somewhere in your heart that impending, you were going to die. Impending doom. And if you don't. Somebody in the nearby town who said, oh, he touched you, you're going to die. Okay, so that's this is, the legend surrounding this, this creature. Is, this is actually pretty cool because it could create a, it could create a preoccupation. A with, plot hook, essentially. With death, which also could multi-class into, like, 
you know, there's a ton of stuff you could do with that because the guy gets preoccupied with death and you could go to the, the way of long death with the monk and, and you could all sorts of cool stuff. So I like that. Plus two. Thank I'm you. Give, I'm giving it to you. That's awesome. all right. I'm, I'm, I really like that. All right. So poor reflection. Yeah. What these monsters look like. Let me do my best to really paint this one more time. We're talking thick black skin with. So th do they look like spiders? Six legs. The body itself is kind of long and, uh, and, and, and rounded. Almost like a so like big a, it's bratwurst. Like a, like a bratwurst with six legs. Yes. So this is, okay. So this is, it's kind of like a spider. Kind of spiderish, but bristly warthoggy hairs. Ugh. And these long legs that kind of end in elephant-shaped feet. Yeah. Big cylinder feet. Uh-huh. That are good for stomping. Uh-huh. A double-jointed, I'm talking like two-elbowed leg. Yeah. For extra agility and speed. Yeah. And then just two big fat black eyes that see in the dark. No mouth that you can see. You don't know how this creature feeds or anything. It is a fey creature, so their magical properties are a little bit different. They don't have to sustain as the rest of us do. It's What is its size, sorry? It is considered huge. Oh, it's a huge... Okay. Yes, it, it stands probably around 18 to 20 feet high. But, what, are you, what are you arguing for this guy? But it's about 155 hit points. It doesn't have a lot of hit points. It's actually lower for a CR8 because its body mass is pretty thin. I'm saying that's hideous. I'm saying that deserves a plus two. I like I like a plus one. You painted a great picture of it. It's a little bit weak on the hit points, which I'm not going to count in this category. Um, but we're talking purely visual here. Yeah, I, I think because of the size and because this thing basically looks like a long john donut with six legs and big black eyes with no mouth discernible, mm -hmm. double jointed legs. This thing is like super crazy. I, like you're doing these things with your arms while you're talking about it, and it's just like these. If anybody watches Impractical Jokers and sees Sal Volcano do his dancing, that's what he's doing over here. Exactly. Great stuff. I like a plus one. I think I think I should get a plus two just because I made you think of Sal Volcano. Okay. Yeah, all right. Fair. Thank you. Fair. That's good. It's not it's a bonus episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not coming towards the total at all. Um I I am arguing I'm arguing a plus two. So of course you are. here's here's the deal. It's basically these are they look like they're dead. They have skin. So the white areas of a normal penguin are pale, almost s like blue-tinted skin. Mm -hmm. Okay? The the beak is crooked right off to the side and just Wait, gnarly. all of them? All of their beaks are broken? No, no, not not broken. It's almost like like a nose with a bump in it. It's got this just sort of and humanoid... And it hangs to the right? You're like gesturing to the right. Well, just just crooked. Like, it, it it's... it's you're getting the sense that it's fusing with a human nose. A beak is fusing with a human that nose. That bends to the right. It All could, of these things, could during be fusion, they smash into a wall somewhere. Could they be, crook their left. nose like Home Alone 2. Yes. Okay. Precisely. And uh, so then coming out of the skin are these just sickly looking black feathers that blow in when there's no wind. Just very delicate and nice touch. Dis disgusting, you know? And very lanky and long wings that you would not expect on a penguin at all. No, almost and, like they could probably fly. And and they're jointed downward. Like, uh -huh. if, if you get what I'm saying, it's they're very long. Oh, they almost touch the ground. That's how long yeah. they are. And uh, they are considered medium creatures, but they are tall and skinny. You've never seen a penguin like this. And you're sort of... Uh, people with... I would venture to say that people with a low constitution would lose their lunch seeing one of these. Wow. You would venture to say that. I would venture. As the creator, that's a very bold statement. I'm arguing a plus two. Well, you're going to get a plus one. Why? Because I haven't made you roll yet. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to roll this. What's uh, your charisma modifier on your penguin? He has zero charisma. All right. So get your 17 or take your plus one. 18. Oh! <laughs> okay. Do, uh, we kind of went into the X Factor already with our poor reflection. We will have these both uh, on the blog under the character sheet section. Feel free to insert these into your game and let us know if they work out for you. I'm 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 really excited about both of them. I liked both of these creatures. I think we're proud of them, obviously. Yeah. That it was a lot of fun to make. I want to make more monsters. Me I too. think you guys can rest assured if you enjoyed this, there will be more monster labs at some point. Absolutely. So uh drum roll please. <laughs> we have Garen with a total of four and Dan with a total of seven. Hold on a second. Didn't I get a plus two here and here? So I'd have a six. Drum roll please. <laughs> We have Garen with a total of six, and Dan with a total of seven. I'm not editing that out. Of course you're not. You always make me. But look you stupid. won. You always make me look stupid on this thing. No, I didn't. I got. <laughs> I did bad math on the very first episode, Dan. Six to seven. We're not counting it, but I am. You're the monster champion right now. Happy Halloween, everybody. Let us know how you like this this episode. Maybe we can do some more monster labs in the future. And there will be an episode tomorrow. That is correct. Uh, Our regularly scheduled program, episode 12. You will catch it tomorrow on your feed. Thank you for tuning in for this bonus episode. You guys are awesome. We love everybody who comments on us. We love getting reviews. You guys are fantastic on Twitter and on our website. Thank you so much. For now, remember, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Happy Halloween. This has been a production of the DMD 5E Character Lab Podcast. Monster Lab. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to get in touch with us? Tweet at us at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our new website at dndcharacterlab.com. Oh, and one more important note. Happy Halloween. <laughs>